What's up, everybody? This is TJ Reed, and you are listening to Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. We are on a mission to help you develop consistency, a thriving career, and to find company for the journey as a leader. Join us and leaders from over 300 cities around the world as we now dive into Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. I'm your host, TJ Reed. And I got to tell you, I have been loving the interactions we've been having on social media here in the last month or so, both on our LinkedIn pages uh, for me personally and for Vitamin Lead, as well as on our Facebook page. Just it's been great interaction and dialogue, as well as we launched the opportunity to have people be able to text us their answers and text back and forth with our team here at Vitamin Lead. So thank you for those of you that are responding. Man, if you don't follow us, uh, check us out on Facebook and LinkedIn. And if you would, man, share our podcast with somebody that you know could benefit from these leadership insights because we are having some incredible leaders here on the podcast that I think so many people could truly benefit from. One of those people is who we have today on the podcast, Heather Dominic. Heather Dominic is part of the highly sensitive entrepreneur movement. Uh, She asks the question, can you be highly successful in business and highly spiritual at the same time? She is a person who is impressively successful and highly spiritual. She's actually a former high school drama teacher who collaborated with none other than Bette Midler. Uh, she's a graduate of NYU where she received her first coach training and the winner of the 2015 Best of Manhattan Coaching Award and 2014 Stevie Award-winning virtual event, A Course in Business Miracles, a 21-day discovery series that attracted close to 6,000 registrants from around the world. She's appeared on Lifetime Television and has been published in numerous books, including Stepping Stones to Success alongside Deepak Chopra. She's an exceptional facilitator and teacher, and Heather is known for creating a safe community for true transformation. I enjoyed this because I learned so much about the highly sensitive entrepreneur and just even some of the research behind it, as well as some of the ways that she started to distinguish how she serves this population. I mean, if that's you and you know that about yourself, awesome. I think that you're going to find so much benefit of that tonight. Uh, If you work with others that you believe are highly sensitive entrepreneurs or leaders, I think you're going to find so much benefit out of it. And if you just don't know, uh, that's that's one of the really cool things we talk about in here, as well as there's a quiz that you could take to find out if that's you as well. So um, listen into this conversation with Heather. Uh, She is a highly sensitive entrepreneur that lives in the heart of New York City. And uh, man, how cool. I, I learned a lot from her and uh, grew a lot from the, some of the things that she shared in this interview. So uh, listen in with me and I hope you enjoy this conversation. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. I am your host, TJ Reed, and I have the pleasure today of having Heather Dominic. Heather, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so happy to be here and really looking forward to our conversation for today. Me too. Uh, Heather, so we, we've shared a little bit of your bio, but would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? And I would, I would love to hear a little bit about how you collaborated with Bette Midler. Um, oh I think gosh. I saw that. So yeah, <laughs> I'd love to sure. hear some of that too. 
Yes, absolutely. I'll start there and then just let you lead the way in terms of what else you might want to know outside of the official bio. Um, I definitely love sharing about my time with Bet. So that was, um, gosh, almost really, truly a different lifetime, but it was at my second uh, public school that I taught at in my previous career as a high school drama teacher. I had left teaching at a high paying affluent school on Long Island, New York to take a job at an inner city school in Manhattan that was closer to where I lived at the time. So I really, that move was, you know, about self-preservation. I traded a three-hour round-trip train commute for a 20-minute walk commute. Um, that sounds and, a lot better. Yes, it really was. I didn't know that I was highly sensitive at the time, but mm -hmm. looking back, it makes sense that that was really important to me um, yeah. to be able to have that quality of life. And though I didn't know it, when I took the job, um, what came with that position was a unique way that that school was structured at the time. And it was a large city school of 3,000 students, and it was divided into what was referred to as houses. And each house, which was basically divided by floors, because it was a 13-story, almost full block-wide building. Um, each floor was a house and I was hired for the performing arts house and each house had a business partner. So a partner within the New York City community who had chosen to really basically like devote the time and energy and resources to supporting the students of that house. And the supporter of the performing arts house was Bette Midler. So I had the opportunity to work closely with her and a few of the things that we did together were one, we took a regular old inner city classroom and we turned it into a black box theater, uh, which is what I used on a day-to-day -day basis with my students. And she also supported costuming the first uh, musical that had been done in over 20 years at that time which was wow. The Wiz. So I directed that production and uh, all the students, their costumes were made out of previous costumes worn by Bette Midler. Oh, uh, wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And she also did a couple of guest visits into my class and, um, you know, some other really wonderful collaborative opportunities that I had with her. So that's the scoop from that that period in my career. That from that period. So, so why don't you, why don't you walk us through, you, you said that you didn't realize that you were highly sensitive. Um, number one, I, I would imagine it's gotta be a little bit more difficult being highly sensitive in a place like New York City with all of the stimuli around um, and all of the people. Maybe that's a little bit, maybe you could speak to that. But then also kind of, how'd you come to that place of self-discovery of being highly sensitive? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, first, I think probably just for anyone who's listening who maybe hasn't heard the term highly sensitive before, I think it's valuable to start just with a, a short summary explanation of what that means. And so that work, you know, really uh, comes from the field of psychology 
and one of the primary researchers of the highly sensitive nature is Dr. Elaine Aaron. And what that term really means is that there's 20% of us uh, via the research who are born into the world highly sensitive. And so what that means is that your nervous system is wired to take in stimulation at a much higher degree than someone who is not highly sensitive. So that's anything from, you know, sight, smells, sounds, um, uh, information input, energy, you name it. <clears throat> So leading to the question about New York City, which I do get a lot. <laughs> um, so my answer is really twofold. So one, again, <clears throat> when I first came to New York City, I, I grew up outside of the city, way outside of the city, like five hours north of the city, okay. uh, which anyone who knows New York State is literally like a different world. Uh, mountains, lakes, lots yeah. of trees. And yeah, I always felt a pull to come to New York City. And so when I did first move to New York City for graduate school at New York University, again, I didn't know I was highly sensitive at that time. Looking back, I can see that the city really plugged into what I now refer to in my work as one of the HSE coping mechanisms. And my former coping mechanism, or I should say my recovering coping mechanism was pushing. So yeah. <clears throat> meaning that when you have that coping mechanism, you will get done what someone else who's not highly sensitive will get done, but it tends to come at a very high cost. So a coping mechanism is truly as it sounds. It's a way of coping yeah. with how your nervous system is wired. So the city at that time really plugged into how I would manage my anxiety, which mm. is I would push my way through. And the second part of my answer to that is again, when I first moved here, I didn't know that I was highly sensitive. And yet intuitively, which is one of our strengths, intuition as highly sensitives, I've always been able to find very little sacred pockets within New York City. And that's one of the things that a lot of people who aren't from the city don't realize about New York City. A lot of people who are not from the city associate primarily like Times Square and Midtown. And yet the city, New York City is very neighborhood oriented. Hmm. And a lot of the neighborhoods are very quiet um, and um, really accessible. So I've always managed to set myself up within neighborhoods where I walk to just about anything and everything that I need. So I'm never dealing with a car, never dealing with managing traffic. Um, and you can kind of set up your life to be like this, you know, little sacred community within a larger vibrating hub that is New York City. So. So that's that part of the, of the journey and the answer. And then the self-discovery part is really, you know, being on the path of self-employment. And one of the things that I share in my teachings all the time is that, you know, if you are interested in personal growth, if you are interested in really, you know, shifting and changing, you know, who you are, uh, the 
fast track to any type of personal growth is to start a business because being self-employed will absolutely have you facing everything about yourself that you are meant to shift, change, and improve upon. Mm. And so absolutely being self-employed, when I brought my business across a million dollar mark for the first time, it was a very overwhelming experience. Mm. And it wasn't because of the amount of income that I generated, but it was absolutely because of the way I went about it at that time. Mm. And I really entered into a dark night of the soul from that. And, and through that dark night of the soul, and as part of that, a lot of deep self-inquiry, I was led to Dr. Elaine Aaron, and through her writing and her work, and then a workshop that I took with her in San Francisco, I learned I was highly sensitive, and that changed everything about how it is that I approach self-employment, and how it is that I approach just being in my life in general. So when you when you talked about thank you for sharing that first off thank you I, I appreciate that um, when you talked about the kind of the the, the pushing aspect of it um, is how how do you change that as an entrepreneur right or how do you maybe refocus that because if that's your coping mechanism to push obviously as an entrepreneur you're still going to have to push but uh, is it finding more of those sacred spaces, as you said, in New York, or uh, what does it look like for that balance there for you? So appreciate that question. So, you know, first of all, there's three primary coping mechanisms I've discovered within my work. And so I refer to them as the HSE coping mechanism of pushing, as we've talked about, the HSE coping mechanism of hiding, and then the HSE coping mechanism of combo plattering, which means that you flip-flop back and forth between the two, pushing and hiding and pushing and hiding. And so coping mechanisms are, again, exactly as they're described. And for someone who's not self-employed, being able to learn how to cope with your sensitive nature is is a success within itself for certain. And if you're interested in being self-employed as a person who's highly sensitive, then it is really necessary that you learn to shift and go beyond coping into creating, because that really is the act of entrepreneurialism, is it's an act of consistent creation. So the tools, excuse me, the tools that I teach are really about first, learning how to be aware of your coping mechanism and the ways that you default to that coping mechanism. So it requires a a bit of deconstructing your behavior and uh, being able to develop an awareness and, and through that awareness, then begin to make different choices. And this is what the tools that I've developed support in creating. And it's an ongoing process, right? So, you know, part of what I teach is the process of transformation, which is that first phase is awareness. And the second phase is understanding. And that's an intellectual understanding where you can kind of take a position and look at yourself and your behavior and say, oh, I, I see what it is that I have done in the past. And I see how that behavior has created these results. And I see now that I'm interested in doing something different. The third phase of transformation is what I refer to as 
knowing where you shift not only from awareness to understanding, which again is primarily intellectual, but into a space of knowing, which is embodiment. And that's really where the, the magic and the miracles lie between understanding and knowing and requires a consistent use of teachings and tools that have you tracking your behavior and tracking making different choices and being held accountable to course correct as needed where needed to re-return and get back on track when you want to default back to previous past behavior because we all do because yeah. that's what's familiar and that's what's comfortable and that's really what creates the the true transformation and change and then literally has you operating differently as a person who's highly sensitive and it's absolutely the process that I've gone through continue to go through myself and have witnessed and mentored so many to go through and it's truly truly remarkable and miraculous um, it's, you know, you literally start showing up in your business and in your life differently. And then, of course, you're having a different experience and different results as well. Yeah. So is, is, that, um, is that move from kind of understanding to knowing, is that, would you characterize it as like from a mind to like a soul or a heart thing that... Uh, kind of embodiment, I guess, would just be all of those things wrapped together that they start to work in tandem with one another. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, I would say that explains it well, you know, all wrapped together, right? It's a, it's a mindset shift. So the way that you think about things uh, starts to happen differently. Uh, it is absolutely like a heart-soul uh, shift. You begin to feel differently. Um, and then it's an experiential shift because you start to behave differently and then you have different experiences as well. And yeah, it's again, it's a power of, of a process. Um, and, and it's the process that really is so key because most people stop at understanding. Um, when it comes to a transformational experience, whether they're highly sensitive or not. You think like once you get it intellectually, you're like, oh, well, okay, right. things should be different now. And then you're like, ugh, why aren't they different? And then you're like, ugh, something must be wrong with me or ugh, this doesn't work. Um, but in truth, when you really stay with it, then that's, that's where the true change comes from. Hmm. That's really good. I've <laughs> I, as as I've been like just just personally, you, you said when you start to put yourself out there, it really like exposes you. As I've been, I heard somebody talk about kind of the capacity to have, and I'm realizing it's not just a, a mind thing, but it's like it's it's how I view myself and like like who yeah. I am that has to kind of get recentered and stuff. So, yeah. um, yes, well, absolutely, and I think also then that speaks to your point in regards to. Uh, you know, when you mentioned like, well, as an entrepreneur, as a person who's self-employed, you have to push to get yourself out there. And when you engage in that process of transformation that we've been talking about, you don't have to push. Mm. You have to effort for sure, but that's a very different use of energy where, you know, especially for those of us who are highly sensitive, when we're pushing to cope, we find ourselves exhausted, right? Yeah. And we overwhelmed and then retreating and this is part of what I teach as the HSE coping cycle where we have to go through a period of recovery versus when you are really consciously directing your energy and effort in that transformational process 
then you are still, again, efforting. Yes, you have to be out there, but you don't have so much of that sense of, oh, this has taken so much from me. Yeah. And I, now I have to really recover. Instead, it's this consistent upward spiral experience of evolution. Hmm. I, uh, what, what you're saying there, um, I, I think I heard you, or maybe I read it on your website, you were talking about how early on you went to so many of these uh, sales talks and other things like that. And it just wasn't resonating with you. Is that kind of where you maybe started to distinguish that pushing versus efforting thing is as you looked at sales and stuff? Yes, I would say probably not right away. Because again, you know, I, I'm going into my 17th year of being self-employed and I discovered that I was highly sensitive about 10 years ago. So okay. I had a good solid <laughs> seven <laughs> years there um, where, you know, I was, I was absolutely in that pushing mode. Are you um, grateful for those seven years? I guess would be my first question. Yeah. Um, well, you know, in retrospect, I think there's always value and gratitude, right? And recognizing like, oh, I wouldn't be where I am now without that experience. Would I choose to repeat and do as I did? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. But I learned so much. I learned so much. And I see, you know, again, now how it could have been done differently. And that's, that's what I'm here to serve and offer up to other highly sensitives to be self-employed so that they don't have to be in a cold hotel ballroom for eight hours being sold to and pitched at and, um, right. you know, and everything else that came from those early marketing trainings that I attended. I, I watched some of uh, the YouTube videos of the seminars you do in it and just some of the recaps and stuff. And it seems like it's a very uplifting kind of powerful experience for the people that come together there. I so appreciate that because we work really hard as a business miracles team to really ensure that the environments that we provide our in-person training retreats um, are really oriented to the highly sensitive so that the learning environment is is really you know at its utmost supportive so for example we always aim to have our training retreats in sunlit naturally lit rooms um, where we have control over the temperature Um, you know we start don't start the day until around 10 a.m and especially because we have a lot of international travelers who attend and plenty of breaks and tea and, you know, other aspects to, again, support it being, you know, a really a keen, uh, keenly attuned learning environment for the highly sensitive. Yeah. Now that you mentioned it, you can see all of those things in place, at least like the, the lighting and the, yeah. that's, that's, that, that's really cool as I reflect back on it, look back on it there. Thank you. Um, so you, you start to get more opportunities with your business, your business starts to take off, you realize this about yourself. Like, what are some of your check engine lights when uh, you start to effort and, and, and get going in it? What are some of those things that just kind of go, okay, I need, I need a little bit of a break right now, or I, I'm, I'm not bringing who I want to to this in this season of my business? 
Yes. Well, I would say, honestly, now I don't have very much of that only because, you know, I've engaged in core practices for such a period of time now that I've been able to arrange my business and my life to really support my highly sensitive nature. And that's really what I aim to teach others to be able to do and that that is 100% possible. I will say, of course, along the way, again, absolutely, it's all been and continues to be a process. And so as part of that, you know, every every tool that I've developed, every teaching that I share, training that I offer comes from my own experience. And so it really is, has been the use of those tools that would really help catch me um, when I would find myself shifting into the coping mechanism, my, my coping mechanism, again, recovering pusher here. Um, and I was recently just retelling a story to uh, a group of some of the Business Miracles members that I mentor about when I really started to become aware and have more of that understanding and even dipping into knowing in regards to my own coping mechanism. And it was one moment in particular where it was almost like I had this out of body experience and I could suddenly be like witnessing myself, you know, moving around my home office like a chicken with its head cut off. And it was almost like I was watching myself in this behavior and like, wow, like this is so interesting. Like I'm like literally being fueled by my anxiety and there's part of me that thinks I'm being productive and I'm getting a lot done. And then now here's this other part of me where I can watch myself and really see how disconnected I am. And then, you know, through, again, the use of the tools that I teach, supporting myself, almost like re-entering, coming back into my body and using the tools to write out and make a decision of like, okay, I don't want to continue to feel like this. I don't want to continue to operate like this. I'm, I'm going to put myself, you know, in a position of once again, you know, being practically burned out by my business. It's not what this is meant to be about. And then being able to course correct and make different decisions and actions. So lots of different moments like that. And that's what happens when you're engaging in the transformation is behavior that once you thought was the only option and you categorized as normal, you start to have a different experience of, and then you are able to be in that witnessing position, catch yourself and literally make a different decision, make a different choice, behave differently. It's where the name of my business comes from, Business Miracles, because I've been a student of the psychological and spiritual curriculum of A Course in Miracles for over 30 years now. And in that teaching, the definition of a miracle is a shift in perception. Mm. And so when I discovered that I was highly sensitive and made the decision that I wanted to continue to be self-employed as a person who's highly sensitive, that's what I saw was really needed. It's like, okay, a shift in perception is needed about everything, about how I look at myself, about how I look at what it means to be in business, about how it is that I go about being in business. And, you know, and again, now that's everything that I teach and share with other highly sensitives. It's absolutely requires 
a shift in perception. What you thought was okay, (laughs) what you think is how you have to do it, all all gets turned on its head, you know, for the for the best of reasons and and the best of outcomes. Wow, I love that. What a gift that is, right? Like the the shift in perception. Yes. Those those kind of hallmark moments in my life, I would say that that absolutely defines them. That 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 shift in perception of seeing the world differently than I had seen it up to this point. For sure, for sure. It sounds so simple, and in so many ways it is, and yet it's really, truly profound, and it really also requires practice and process. Hmm. So I have one more question for you, and then I'd love you to share ways that our listeners can connect with you, Heather. Um, What what strengths do highly sensitive entrepreneurs or business leaders uh, who are highly sensitive bring to the work culture? that would just really transform that, w- that maybe we don't see it sometimes, but they bring great gifts to the, the culture of our work. Yes, we really, really do. Uh, so I, I really appreciate you bringing that forward. In my work, I've identified what I refer to as the top 12 HSE strengths and the top t- 12 HSE shadows. Some of the key strengths that I'll just highlight right now is, you know, first and foremost, as highly sensitive, we are extremely intuitive. So when we give ourselves permission to operate from our intuition, we absolutely have the ability to you know, bring insights uh, to the work, uh, bring insights to our clients, to those that we serve uh, in a very accelerated way, not necessarily having to follow the typical you know, logical linear process. So intuition is absolutely one of the strengths. I would say additional strengths that uh, highly sensitives absolutely bring to the workplace and then therefore, you know, to self-employment as well is the strength of being deep listeners, really being able to hear in between the lines in terms of what a person is saying and what a person is needing and also deep thinkers and deep feelers. So that deep thinking, again, when really partnered with intuition is a beautiful formula for accessing creative solutions quite quickly. Mm-hmm. And deep uh, listening is, is really also um, you know, an ability to connect with that deep feeling strength, which really also equals the strength of empathy So where we really have the ability to put ourselves in another person's shoes. um, And then therefore that also, you know, contributes to acceleration. And when you really learn how to work with those strengths and work from your strengths, it's, it's, it's an amazing experience of productivity and, and again, creative, you know, solving and um, yeah, just a real beautiful you know, higher level of, of contribution to bringing a person or a project, you know, from uh, a point of difficulty or a point of pain into, you know, a place of solution or a place of purpose. Hmm. Well, thank God for highly sensitive folks and what they bring to this world. It's so true. It's so true. We just, you know, first and foremost, really accept that what we have to bring to the table is of value, even though it doesn't look like the other 80%. That's, that's the golden key right there. Mm. 
Oh, that's awesome. Well, I'm grateful for you, Heather. Thank you for joining us today on Vitamin Lead. Um, how, how can our listeners, especially those that would really identify with what you're saying about uh, being highly sensitive entrepreneurs, like how can they connect with you and maybe take that next step with you? Yeah, for sure. Well, I would say, you know, as you've been listening, if you have a sense of like, oh my gosh, this might be me, or even, oh my gosh, this might be somebody that I know, I definitely recommend going to www.hsequiz.com. And what you'll find waiting there really is more of a self-assessment than a quiz. Um, it's an assessment that builds upon the work of Dr. Aaron and will really have you coming to a place of understanding if you are highly sensitive or a highly sensitive entrepreneur. Once you take that quiz, that assessment, you will discover if you are either somewhat of an HSE or a super HSE, or if you're like me, a super uber HSE. <laughs> and then depending on where you fall on the spectrum, you'll receive a free a success guide that will give you steps that you can begin to work with and take and uh, have yourself supported in that shift of perception that we've been talking about here together. And that's a great place to start. So again, that's hsequiz.com. I can attest to it, Heather. My, my wife is a highly sensitive entrepreneur herself and scores high on that third level, uh, just like you had said. So it's very helpful. And uh, she's been able to look through some of those resources as well. So thank you for that. That's a gift. I love hearing that. I so appreciate that. Well, uh, thank you for being here with us, Heather. Uh, we will get on that quiz. And thank you, listeners, for listening to Vitamin Leads, your healthy dose of leadership. We will look forward to talking to you again real soon.